are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And I am Evan Klosky. The man of the hour, and we appreciate it. We are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as the social media accounts we have. And email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, Evan. We have Rangers and Diamondbacks in the good old fall classic. Uh, As we are recording, game three, game four is going on, correct? Yep. I'm having trouble uh, counting on on Halloween here. Um, How do you, what have been your impressions of the series thus far? I know you're balancing a lot between uh, college football, NFL. Uh, maybe some NBA hockey, of course. Uh, a lot of a lot of balls in the court there. Um, but uh, your just overall take on the World Series thus far? Uh, I mean, man, Game One was amazing to watch. Right? Um, just a reminder of how if you're going to make a postseason run, you need somebody who's going to be him. You need Himothy, and Adolis Garcia is that guy. Uh, it's sad to hear that he's out for the remainder of the World Series, strained his oblique. Uh, that is a brutal blow to that Rangers lineup and potentially could be a shoulda, coulda, woulda if if they end up losing this thing because yeah. he's been that good. But just, um, you know, we mentioned it before, it, it takes a superior talent to, in some degree, you need help. Don't get me wrong. You need help, but you need a guy or two who just tears it up. And Garcia and Corey Seager have been just phenomenal to watch. And then you allow like the Evan Carters of the world to chip in. Uh, I have loved the scrappiness of this Diamondbacks team. Every time that we think that they're done and they've hit their peak and you know, they've, they've really kind of, uh, the, the, this story is going to end. They just come back. Like you could not have suffered a worse defeat in game one. And then to just pulverize Texas in game two, that's, uh, that's something special, but you know, it's been, it's been a weird playoffs in general. The, the, the world series itself hasn't, um, Outside of game one, you know, game two was a mess. And then game three just came down to a little bit of a of a bullpen game thanks to Max Scherzer going down and Bochi taking his game four starter and, and putting him right into the fire to make sure that he wins game three. That, um, you know, we'll see if that plays out. But, but you want to win one on the road? And he got that and made sure that he got that. So that was a, a good managerial decision for him. And, and – this game that is unfolding right now in game four is going to be a bullpen day on both sides. I mean, we got Miguel Castro in here uh, in the second inning, and we know that the Rangers are going to do what they're doing. So there have been some really good pitching performances, but for the most part in these playoffs, I don't think there's been outside of maybe like Eovaldi, um, you know, like Montgomery's had moments, but 
Eovaldi's probably been the most dominant pitcher in these playoffs. You know, it just doesn't it just doesn't seem like there's been I don't know. Merrill, been, Merrill Kelly has been coming on he's quite been, quite well. He's been re- he's been really good. Uh, but you know, even Merrill Kelly, he struggled uh I believe his first start in that Philly series. Three solo shots. Yeah. Yeah. So uh and that's what I'm saying. I mean, there have been some really good pitchers. Uh, I just haven't necessarily. Man, it's been a long season for Merrill Kelly getting back to the WBC. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the way that we view kind of um, Garcia and Seeger and, you know, even Cattell Marte and his postseason hitting streak and uh, Corbin Carroll. Uh, I haven't, outside of Yavaldi, I don't know if I've seen like a, a pitcher really jump off the screen for me of like, wow, he's taking over like Steven Strasburg did back in, you know, for the Nationals or, or Lince Succumb used to do, or even think about, you know, Wainwright. Um, uh, what, I mean, you can think back to Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, you know, pitchers sometimes take center stage here. And I just, I, I haven't felt like we've had that star power from the mound. And maybe that's just the way the game's moving. Yeah, maybe that that that's kind of like exhibit A on on how we're doing as a sport. Uh, Evan, if you were to take one facet of either the Diamondbacks or the Rangers, not one for each, just one total of how they play the game, either their defense, their base running, their pitching, their bullpen, whatever you have, their offense, what would you like the Rays to mimic from that facet? What would that be? Uh, well, certainly the Rangers is just a beef. Uh, I mean, I'm jealous of how much power they have. And and not just like the Rays, when you look at their number, they had a lot of home runs this year. But yeah. none of those guys, you know, I, I mean, Isak Paredes hit, hit 30. Um, you know, but even, even Isak isn't quite like, um, you know, Corey Seager, where you're just scared crapless to face him or Adolis Garcia, a guy who has like 40 home run potential. Just, you know, they have a huge foundation in the middle of that lineup that, you know, they have a son of a few of a few people and then everybody else in that lineup can kind of rotate around them and make themselves better because they don't have to be the star. And I just think that when you play a game where everybody has to chip in, Sometimes you're making people who aren't built to be stars be stars in big moments, and mm-hmm. that's difficult. Um, with the Diamondbacks, it's a little bit tougher because I think they do come from the same cloth of the of of the Rays. I think that they have leaned into maybe this win, however you have to do it type of way. I mean, you know. I, what was it? Did then Longo bunt the other day? I think oh, that yeah, was you know? that was so cool. That was so and, cool. And uh, you just you know, there's something. The last time the he bunted was uh, well, never pretty much 2014, wasn't it? Like it's insane. Yeah, and um, I, I just think, and and Longo, I mean, Longo doesn't really. He's not someone you're pointing to as as a difference maker for the Diamondbacks, but you know he is somebody that has a veteran presence in that locker room as a hitter. And I mentioned this before in the last episode, um, that helps. I think it's really important to have someone like that, but 
uh, I, I wish I could tell you like take their can do attitude, but they are. I mean, it's they take a, they take a, a drink of nails with their coffee and and they spit it right out and they have come back from horrendous situations and you know they've they've bunted they've they've stolen they've pushed the envelope but they they had to win in Philly and they won back to back games in Philly and and no one thought they could do it you know the Diamondbacks the Rays are never going to be the Rangers with what they spend with the star power they have, but they can be the Diamondbacks. So analyzing kind of how that happened and maybe it was a fluke sort of deal, but I, I think that they still, like even a Cattell Marte is still a guy that I would argue provides way more consistent pop uh, and, and, and scares opposing teams a little bit more than maybe some of the other every dayers that that the rays have at median um so you know just yeah i think those would be my two things yeah makes sense uh the downside of the fall classic at least according to mlb brass and tv brass are the record low ratings this could go down based on some of the reports that i've scattered through like the least watched world series in history crazy yeah uh it is what it is you know and that's the thing it's not a very interesting pair of teams you know if uh if the rays were in it you know just like the dodgers it's a little bit different because la was in it and we were in the pandemic so people needed stuff to watch right. uh kind of on the tail end but you know if like the rays we're playing the the Diamondbacks. Like those those ratings probably could get worse. Um, at least they're playing in Dallas and they're playing in Phoenix, pretty two sizable markets. So that matters to them. Just that's the way it is, you know. That for me, I hate when and that, not not you guys. I just hate in general when fans complain about oh. Rangers, Diamondbacks, who cares? And then it's like, okay, so then don't piss and moan when the Dodgers always get there and get all these breaks or the Phillies. It's like, you know, or the Mets or the Yankees or the or the Astros. It's like, I'm sick and tired of them. It's like, well, you just complained about fresh blood. And now you're going to say that the, the old dogs who provide all the ratings, you don't want them because that always happens. Like you can't have it both ways. So if you, really love baseball you'll watch the world series regardless of who it is to prove that you know even when there is fresh blood that you're going to be excited to see a new champion and i know that's harder uh you know easier said than done because you have to devote three and three to three and a half hours to watching these games but i had a ton of fun watching game one uh, you know yeah. yes I, t I turned off game two pretty quickly because i'm not going to stay and if, if a comeback happens i'll see it on my phone yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and game three was just a classic, you know, that that's baseball and it's fine. A three, one contest. Everyone's in it the, you know, most of the way. So I don't know. Um, that's, that's just the nature of it and why big markets get some favoritism because when you present statistics like that and ratings like that, you can understand why, uh, someone who runs a company would want to pull 
for those teams. So, yeah. you know, that's just my other side of the coin when, when I, always, I always hate that. Oh, and look at that. Corey Seager just hit another home run. No, of course he did. Hey, that's why you give a guy like that uh, $300 He's gonna plus win. million dollars to perform Correct. in the playoffs and perform in the biggest moments. And when the you know, and, and if the Rangers win this World Series, he's gonna win two World Series MVP awards in four years, right? 2020, 2021, 22. Yeah, in yeah. two of the four. Pretty crazy. Because I, I that's thought Hall of Fame caliber he, right there. Yeah, when he was given that contract, I was like, Oh my gosh, what are they doing? This is like Jason Worth esque. But then you look at it a little bit further and you see the the pedigree, the postseason pedigree, and assuming he's able to stay healthy, how he can really bring a team together. Um, so are, are you under the impression, based on what uh, what Seager just did, that the Rangers are going to be able to wrap this thing up? You know, What is the percentage chance of the Diamondbacks being able to, to come in and come back and, and take over? I mean, I just said they put they put nails in a coffee, but you know when you yeah. have to. The thing is with the Diamondbacks, where they're getting exposed a little bit. Now I don't know what's going to happen with the Rangers because you know they're doing a bullpen day as well. They don't have great people coming down the shoot here in the middle innings as well. But the Diamondbacks got exposed in extras in Game One, throwing Miguel Castro, and they got exposed right now doing a bullpen day. That's actually where the the Rays are better set than the Diamondbacks. While I think the Diamondbacks had elite end of the bullpen guy, like, you know, a seventh, eighth, ninth, I think those were pretty well stacked. Um, I think they they really, their final two or three relievers on the, the postseason roster there, the World Series roster, not quite good enough. And, I mean, you know, when people complain about, I don't know, like Andrew Kittredge or, or, or you know, uh, Davinsky or something, every team kind of has those issues where if you have to turn over to, if you're in a sticky situation, they're going to have to pitch and you just have to hope that they don't blow up. And uh, this is knowing knowing Miguel Castro's history as a reliever for, for a little while now, none of this is really surprising. Yeah, and you see it on the other side as well. You know, Eroldis Chapman, you know, it's a roller coaster every time he he takes the mound. Uh, you don't know where the ball is going. And I'm pretty sure that if you were a hitter, Kevin, you'd be pretty uh, on your toes, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and beyond. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner the official partner of the nfl all right uh evan let me posit this question to you which team which franchise wins a world series next the diamondbacks or the rays i was about to say first but i know the diamondbacks already have one uh, as an expansion team but who's more likely 
I'm going to – I'll say the Diamondbacks because they just made it to okay. the World Series. So, I'll, I mean, who knows is my okay. question. But, I, I mean, they're in the World Series right now, so I'm okay. going to take them. I'll give you that. That's fair. Now, after this season, and I'll go a step further, and I know that I've brought this question up on the uh, on the pod to Ulysses beforehand as well. Um, by the time the Rays open up their new stadium, likely, hopefully, maybe in St. Petersburg, will the Rays have a ring, at least one ring under their belt? So no. by opening day 2028, can we say that they're World Series champions? No. And I'm just going to play the odds. It has nothing against the team. It's just like if you're going to tell me if the Rays, who can't score a run in the playoffs right now, they're going to go win a World Series. Um, I just have a hard time believing it. But uh, that doesn't mean they don't have the talent to win a World Series. I'm just going to take the field and the probabilities that they're not going to win in the next four years. That's fair. That's fair. That's it's a very fair. rational answer to the question. It's not um, anything against uh, the prognostication of what the Rays will be in the future. I haven't taken um, statistics in a while, but I mean, it would be one over 30 times one over 30 times one over 30 times one over 30, correct? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So again, percentages are on my side. Yeah. We we could probably eliminate a good handful of teams that are going to have no shot. True. True. uh, To make it to the playoffs and or the world series. Like, we can just eliminate the athletics for the next handful of years. So, so okay, so then it would be one out of 25? And something like that. Yeah. Still, though. By yeah, the way, uh, if you want to mull it over, you don't have to answer right now. Um, I'm interested to know if you you know who the other – the only uh, three players in Major League Baseball history to win two World Series MVP awards. Ooh, that is a great two, question. Two players? Three players have won two World Series MVP awards. Quick question: While and they, and they are bi- of- and they are big names, so how did you just see this come across on Twitter, or did you? Oh, I, go- I I just I just googled it because I mean when when uh, when Corey Seager wins, I just want to know what kind of company he's. Are they in. all position players? Oh, I'll no. I'll say that. Uh, Two are pitchers, actually. Roger Clemens. Oh, and it uh, fairly older. Fairly older. Fairly older. That's good. Okay, because I was going to go with Randy Johnson, but that's not the fairly last, older. The last one to do it was in 1977. Oh, okay. 1977 was the Big Red Machine. Uh, they won it against Boston, I believe. Maybe that was 76. But anyway, 77 is the Red Sox, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Big Red Machine, who would have won it was big red, Wasn't that the 90s? No, the Big Red Machine was in the 70s. I thought the Big Red Machine was in the 90s. No, nah, that's Larkin era. I'm talking Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, oh. uh, Perez, uh, Concepcion. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're at the mid-70s, yes. Sorry, it's not uh, – but but n- I'm just going to stop you there. It's no one on the Reds. Nolan Ryan. But you are in the right – you are in the right – area that's that's my fault for getting confused with the larkin years you're right uh no it was not nolan ryan so in the 70s in the 70s who else won it in the 70s the pirates won it in the 70s the yankees won it in the 70s i believe it was reggie jackson's three homer 
World Series game. Oh, Mr. October, he's got to be on that list. Reggie Jackson? <clears throat> he's the last one to do it, yeah. Okay, okay, nice, nice. Uh, the other the other two are slam dunk Hall of Fame pitchers. Old. Bob Gibson. Yep, that's one. Sandy Koufax. That's the other. Okay. Wow, very good. All right, <laughs> nice bit of trivia there. Um, before we wrap this episode up, I do want to bring this up, and uh, I know that uh, Evan kind of shot me down with the uh, – can or will the Rays win a World Series by the time the, the new stadium opens? And I think I know the answer to this, but we have to acknowledge the uh, importance and the noteworthiness of Evan Longoria playing in another World Series. Uh, mm-hmm. Great for him, and I think that's why many of us are rooting for him to finally get his first ring. If he wins a ring this year, is there any shot in Hades that he makes the Hall of Fame. Evan Longoria. Evan uh, Longoria with 58.6 career war, 342 homers, a rookie of the year, three-time All-Star, three-time gold glove, and theoretically a championship title. Uh, I think he would have to be a veterans committee. I understand that position, but seeing as I stood up every time that Tantrix down and out came up over the PA system and I used to do an air violin, let me contradict that and say, I think Scott Rowland might have opened the door for Evan it's, Longoria. And that's a fair counterpoint. I would have to, to be fair, I would have to really dig into it more because he, he does off the top of my dome. It seems very fringy. Um, yeah. But but that would be my my hunch would be veterans committee, and um, we can then discuss of how you know we can go with the narrative he's, of he was he's definitely he was hall, hiding in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely hall of good, hall of very good. I think, and we've talked about this before. Some of the issues that befall him is um, the relevancy over the last five, six, seven years, really since he left the Rays, kind of has fallen off a cliff to some extent. And it's funny, I mentioned yeah. three-time All-Star. The last time he was an All-Star was in 2010. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're really... talking about 12, 13 freaking years well, since the last time he made it. But but even even going beyond that, I mean, he hasn't played 100 really games hurting. since 2019. So also, there, there's a lot that's hurting him. And okay. you have to take in consideration who his peers were in the American League. You've got Machado right there taking those all-star uh, nominations after 2010. Oof. Okay. That was a foul. It's okay. We saw that, but we'll, we'll What happened? It. Did he drop his tee? Slam dunk. There oh, no. That's oh. why you watch. That's why you got to watch on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. You Holy missed these cow. Things. That was good. Uh, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a uh, good. Where's uh, Andrew Jones at in terms of uh, years on the ballot? Oh, man, I think he's on his sixth, seventh year now. Yeah, and but also that... Andrew Jones was like an elite, elite plus-plus defender. And he hasn't gotten in. So that's, that that's my point he... is all, everything that he's done, he had such a drop-off his last five, six years, and his yeah. numbers are fantastic uh, across the board. And he's still like – fighting and clawing to get into the thing. So yeah. I think that's a, a big, big black mark, if you will, on, on Evan Longoria. We love him. It's just, 
uh, it's going to be very, be very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else to touch on the uh, World Series? Um, last last but not least, uh, prediction time. Uh, Evan, who wins it in how many ga games and who is the World Series MVP? Uh, Rangers 6, Corey Seager. He wow. answered that. Yep. Quick. Very quickly. Okay. Um, I'm going Diamondbacks 7, Merrill Kelly. Diamondbacks 7, Cattell Marte. Wow, okay. you're both going Diamondbacks in this. You're gonna. Dude, you're gonna I'm not betting here. money on it. I'm just it's saying. That. I'm just saying they're about to be up three to one, and you're and you're both riding DBs. Uh, that's D how much. That's how much Longo means to Rays fans. It's yeah, like well, it's Team Longo. Hey, I am. I'm. I am rooting for Longo. What I think's gonna happen and what I want happens. That's two <laughs> different things. You got to put it out in the ether, Evan. You got to put okay, it out in the ether. Enough. That's what fair I've heard enough. from people that read the the secret. Apparently, that's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, million dollars, come my way. Right, each for each, for each for each. That's right, and for my buddies, <laughs> three million dollars. Let's go into the ether. <laughs> Let's go before taxes. All right, before taxes. I'm just trying to win a fantasy <laughs> football matchup here. Okay, can I throw that into the ether? It'd be sure. nice if the Bucks could win another game. Can you help us Throw out that into that? the ether. Throw that in. Yeah, Baker. Let's go. Bake some more, man. Bake some more. Maybe bake some less. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, somebody's got to be baking. <laughs> or, or, or we got to be eating bacon. Either or. There we go. All right. All right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.